0: perfect talk is what it do is your man dj playboy on this episode we're going to talk about tupac's 1996 case finally being solved also your man ushers holding down the super bowl joe biden calls ll cool j boy what's going on here Travis Kelsey, Bagged Up, Taylor Swift, we got to talk about that, give your man some props, and also we got to send thoughts and prayers out to Crazy Bone and Bone Thugs and Harmony, and also stay tuned, we got our small business segment, Perfect Talk Product Talk with my man Chaz Knox and Bruno Knox, all that and much, much more, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and let's get to it, baby. DJ Playboy. (laughs) What's good, Josh, your man DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I'm here rocking solo dolo with y'all, it's early in the morning. I got my little pineapple juice. Actually, no, it's coconut water with a little pineapple juice in there. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep me hydrated. Um, It's fall. It's autumn. Football. Full swing. You know what I mean? Kids back to school. Just hustling. Getting my kid up every day. Uh, I ain't going to first but a photo finish getting up to that school bus. (laughs) You know what I mean? Summer vacation hit me hard. But uh, we back at it, man. We making it work. And Yeah. Like I said, college football's popping. Shout out Dion. Shout out, you know what I mean, uh, all the NFL teams out there rocking. Shout out all my New York teams. You know I'm always rocking with the New York teams no matter what they do. You know what I mean? So Jets, Giants, Bills keep holding it down. And uh if we're gonna talk about the NFL, let's go right into Plicker's Spotlight story. If you don't know, that's when I might take a, a little story or a big story and shine some light on it, depending on, you know what I mean, if it needs it or not. This one was a big one this one was everywhere, you couldn't avoid this one, no matter what side you fall on, what side of the aisle you on, what culture you rock with, or identify with, you seen this story, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, now, Taylor Swift, you know, she's known to, she, 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 she dates, she's a single lady, she's out here, She's allowed to do that, you know what I mean, she uh, has recently, I think dated Matt Healy, as of late, and then that fizzled out, you know what I mean, maybe because of his comments about Ice Spice, maybe because of some other stuff, but, you know, that fizzled out over the summer, and my man Travis Kelsey said, I'm gonna shoot my shot, (laughs) it's my time, I don't want these Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying, I'm in all these commercials, it's time for me to let Taylor know, he went to the concert, he said he didn't get to meet her, he didn't get to give her the friendship bracelet with his number on it, said it on his popular podcast, and, he knew what would happen, he knew where it would get back, <laughs> you know what I mean, and the rumors was going around, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but uh, shout out Taylor, she know how to make a statement, she said, I'm going to show up in that box, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and I'm going to own the media, like, damn, who's doing the Super Bowl this year, I'm going to own today, <laughs> and she showed up in the box, and next Travis Kelsey's moms, and you know, just, everybody went crazy, the internet went crazy, um, every sports break, I was watching football and every, you know, why well, they do a break when they show you another game that, that you may not be watching. Everyone was Taylor Swift in the box. <laughs> it was like, it was nuts. Every sports announcer had a corny joke to say. It was, it was, it was slightly annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't gonna front, but, um, I can't knock it. You know what I'm saying? When you're a big deal, when you make noise, when your name ring bells, like Sunday at 12 o'clock. Now, well, I felt like we got to, you know, talk about this. It's like, why is our culture, and I'm guilty of it, too, don't get it twisted, but it's just, why does our culture just turn into junior high school students when you find out a celebrity might be dating another celebrity? Like, why is it everybody's got to have a corny comment, everybody's, you know, got to throw their two cents in, everybody got to say how they feel about it. Black women were like, damn, Travis. (laughs) Because if you don't know, Travis has been known to date the sisters in the past, and, uh you know, he had to come back home, <laughs> he had to go on back home, you know what I'm saying, like I said, Taylor's a big deal, that's, she gonna bring anybody back to that side, um, I can't knock it, you know what I mean, like I said, when you when you make noise, when you do your thing, people are gonna pay attention, all I say is, Travis, you got two responsibilities, man, make sure you just keep winning, because people are gonna be quick to hop on the, the, the hate Taylor train if you just start slacking out there in the streets. If you start slipping on the field, if you just start looking crazy, yeah, they're going to blame Taylor. And also make sure she keeps dropping bangers because the second she stopped dropping bangers, they're coming for your neck, Travis. They're going to be like, it's you. <laughs> it's you slowing down the flow. It's you killing the funk. You know what I'm saying? It's you killing the vibe. So, you know what I mean? Make sure she stay working in the studio. Taylor, make sure he stay in the gym. Everybody going to keep winning. Everybody going to be happy. And then y'all can ride off in the sunset together, man. But let's get right into have you heard. That's when I take, you know what I'm saying, some of the stories that have happened throughout the week. You may have heard. You may have not heard. I just want to see if you have. And if not, I'm going to let you know. Now, this one goes back to 1996, dog. You know what I'm saying? I woke up one morning, found out Tupac got shot. And I was like, damn. Now, this wasn't the first time in my life that Tupac had gotten shot. So I was kind of like, all right, you know, he going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Gonna come back, drop another couple songs about it. You know what I mean? I know you heard Biggie say that before. um, But now nah, this was different, man. He passed away a couple days later. And it was one of the craziest unsolved mysteries that we've had in, in about the past 30 years. Um, John Benet Ramsey, unsolved mystery. You know what I mean? Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson, unsolved mystery. <laughs> you know what I mean, if you want to call it that, but uh, yeah, Tupac was in that list, and uh, they made an arrest, I remember a couple months ago, you heard they did a raid over there in Las Vegas, and uh wanted to see what was going on, but no arrest came from it, not actually any information came from it or anything like that, but uh, finally... Law enforcement officials announced on uh, this past Friday that 60-year-old Dwayne Keefe D. Davis was charged with one count of murder with use of a deadly weapon with gang enhancement. Now, like I said, uh, two months ago, the Las Vegas police raided uh, Keefe D.'s wife's home in Henderson. Um, they said they were looking for something, but they didn't really specify what it is they found, what it is they, they came up with. But yeah, apparently they went through computers. They went through a hard drive. A Vibe magazine with Tupac Shakur on it had some <laughs> significance, I guess. Uh, bullets for 40 caliber, um, tubs containing photographs, and a copy of Davis's 2019 Tell All Memoir Compton Street Legend. Man, in this book, <laughs> the funny thing about this book, T.V.D., Admitted being there, was being in the car. He said the broke down the whole situation happening. So I'm not really understanding two concepts. Why this took so damn long. And number two, why are criminals so obsessed with telling people what the hell it is that they did? <laughs> like, I, I got a theory that just criminals love being caught, man. You got to tell somebody. I remember when I was in junior high school, maybe. I seen a book called, uh, the no, no, it was a poem by Edgar Allan Poe, I believe. And it was called The Raven. And uh, I guess the main point of the poem is just like, you know, how how grief, how you losing somebody, it just, things just always keep reminding you of them and, and you can't escape it. And 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 I feel like the same thing happens when somebody commits a crime and they might murder somebody. It's like that, that goes haunts them. They got to keep talking about it. They got to tell somebody because if they hold it in, it's just too much. And your man, Keefe D, wrote a whole book. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the whole book was about uh, necessarily Tupac's murder, but I think there's definitely an excerpt. I'll, I'll read you a little bit right here. Um, that was about it. All in unison. Our heads turned. Did the motherfuckers go right there. If Pac had not been hanging out the window, we would not have seen him. Busser you. busser you. you. Bubble Up busted a U-turn and hit the gutter lane on their asses. As they sat in traffic, we slowly rolled past the long line of luxury cars they had in their caravan, looking into each one until we pulled up to the front vehicle and found who we were seeking. Like two rams locking horns, Suge and I looked each other dead in the eye. Our eyes locked. Their terrified expression on Suge's face read, Damn, dumb niggas. No words exchanged. The time for talking had passed. The shit was about to go down. The next few seconds all happened so quickly, the shit was on. Tupac made an erratic move and began to reach down beneath the seat. It was the first and only time in my life I could relate to the police command, keep your hands where I could see them. Instead, Tupac pulled out a strap, and that's when the fireworks started. One of my guys from the back seat grabbed the Glock and started busting back. The first shot skinned Suge in the head, and I thought the motherfucker was dead. I heard stories that Suge supposedly used Tupac as a shield when the bullets started flying, but that's some bullshit sugar was already wounded he was the first one that got touched why you would write this in a book <laughs> it's beyond me you know what i'm saying and maybe there's a level to it uh street fame that that i just don't quite understand but this is <laughs> like i said man this is this is i don't get that i don't get why you'd want to go down for a crime you know what i'm saying that that you pretty much got away with like Twenty something years later, you know what I'm saying. Now you sitting, damn near thirty years later. Now you gotta sit in a jail or something like that. That that you could have just stayed quiet about. Um, I guess maybe he felt the heat was always on him, and it was just eventually gonna come. Probably wondering why it took so long because Orlando Anderson, and which I think is KVD's nephew, and D's name have been mentioned in this from the beginning. Like investigators said, they had a hunch, and they just don't. They you know what I mean they felt like they 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 knew it was him, but just didn't act. Um, finally, you know, they, they, they felt like they found all of the evidence they needed and, and (laughs) I was a head scratcher, man. But I, uh, I wish Tupac's moms was here to see it. You know what I'm saying? The justice, uh, finally be served. Um, somebody for being held responsible for the murder that happened on the Las Vegas strip after a Mike Tyson fight. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's gotta hurt that nobody, nothing to come out of that. So thoughts and prayers, you know what I'm saying, to Tupac, I'm wearing my untouchable death row shirt right now, you know what I'm saying, just, like I said, it was such an iconic time that 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 happened, it doesn't doesn't even really seem real, you know what I mean, Um, and I'm happy that justice is finally being served, but I'm like everybody else wondering, what took so damn long, have you heard, Usher is going to perform the Super Bowl halftime show this year, that's gonna be pretty dope, in my opinion i think i'm a huge fan of usher always been since way back in the day you know what i mean when he was rocking with diddy jermaine dupree just all the eras of usher edm usher you know what i'm saying grown grown usher <laughs> you know what i'm saying um it's gonna be fly i think so i i, I was excited for the whole rollout for the way they they they, they rolled it out you know he had commercial with kim kardashian Dion, i believe odell beckham as well um just telling people about it making them aware about it playing off the confessions intro which is you know is the iconic usher in <laughs> song intro um I didn't quite know you know what I mean because I, I'm, I'm I could I identify with hip-hop culture you know what I'm saying so I think on my side of things I don't I don't like to break things down into black and white because I think uh, this it's deeper than that but I think if you are a fan of hip-hop culture a fan of urban music <laughs> you know what I mean then you uh you probably were happy about this and, and I listen to a lot of different podcasts and, uh, you know, from all different back, you know, genres and, and, and backgrounds. And I guess maybe if you don't, maybe if you're more on the pop side of things or, or, or rock side of things, or, or even born after a certain year, you know, maybe Usher wasn't that big of a, a draw for you. And you're like, ah, Usher like I don't get it. I don't see why, but you know, th- this makes perfect sense. It's in Vegas where Usher has been holding down a residency and it's been getting headlines for the past couple months. Um, Something if you notice with Rock Nation, what they've been doing, like, none of the acts that have really been performing at Super Bowl are current acts. Like, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, you know, that that was a throwback. You know what I mean? Even Rihanna, like, who hasn't dropped an album in a very long time. So when you hear her songs, it's got that throwback appeal. Um, And actually, Usher, who's been consistently dropping music, is probably beyond the past two years because like he has updated songs maybe they might not be as popular as his hits and his, his songs from back in the day they're not getting the same amount of like spins or streams but i think he's still he's still a draw that vegas show is 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 not stopping anytime soon and he's taking it's going worldwide so shout out to usher shout out to uh rock nation for making this happen shout out to the nfl for realizing and if you're not believe in what Usher can do with the halftime show, just pay attention, go see, because the man's the the showman, he's a showman. Like, everybody that they've had for the past couple of years have stepped up to the plate, and I think Usher might be a better performer than all of them. (laughs) So, it's going to be a big one. I I don't think Usher's going to disappoint. He knows the, uh, he understands the assignment, so to speak. Have you heard? Joe Biden honored LL Cool J and MC Light at the Congressional Black Caucus Phoenix Awards on September 23rd. Um, you know I mean? Joe Biden's gonna be Joe Biden. And during his speech, man, he, he uh... <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to be cute. I doubt it. He, he flubbed LL Cool J's name. You know what I mean? He goes, two of the greatest artists of our time, representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America. LLJ Cool J, uh... By the way, that boy's got... That man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's... Been- And MC Light, both of you, thank you. Now that was, you know, controversial for two reasons. (laughs) Maybe three. How you mess up LL Cool J's name? That's just one of them, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's it's simple, it's iconic, it's been around for so long. And then I think the bigger thing was he called him boy. He said that boy, you know, it slipped, put it in there. But, you know, boy has a racial connotation. Uh, Historically, white people have called black individuals black men boys as a way to demean them and make them not seem on equal playing field and you know this is <clears throat> been you know used kind of as a dog whistle throughout history as a way to like be racist but not overtly be racist um so i think joe biden slipped up there you know what i mean and he caught himself he goes that boy uh that man you know what i mean because i'm like oh that sounds crazy but then there's another racial trope by, like, saying how big and strong LL Cool J is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It reminds me of uh, Donald Sterling. How they say he used to walk into the Clippers' locker room and be like, look, look at the muscles on this one. You know what I mean? It, it, it gives off slave owners showing off how big and strong slaves are or, or admiring how big and strong potential slaves are at, when, when purchasing them. You know what I mean? So, like, do I think he was being racist uh racist? covertly racist no i think it was joe biden being joe biden (laughs) joe biden's been around for a long time um maybe used terms like that in the past and caught himself and said i can't maybe doesn't realize how offensive a comp i mean he was giving him a compliment about how big and strong he was but maybe you know in that moment as a white man he's not being aware of what i just explained to you uh it could come across as so I think it was just Joe Biden being Joe Biden. MC Light actually agrees. She uh, took to Instagram to kind of defend Joe Biden saying that she you know, she believes it was an honest mistake and he didn't have any malicious intent. Um, she said in regard to the recent occurrence that the, during the Congressional Black Caucus Phoenix Awards, while I do not condone any disrespect of any kind, especially to a black man we all love and hold in high regard, I must say I was actually there and I do not believe President Biden's comments were malintended. He made a mistake. A mistake I'm sure he regrets. One of my fo- most fond memories is that of being in the presence of my elders when they made a mistake with a name, sometimes even my own. I pray that we pay more attention to the historic importance of this moment rather than the errors that were made in it. Um, Shout out to MC Light. You know what I mean? She didn't have to come forward and say that at all. You know what I mean? And and I guess being in the room, you know what I mean? She felt like that is easy for everybody else not in the room to jump all on Joe Biden's head and... uh. Say so he's this, say so he's that. So I shout out MC Light. You know, I respect him. She says it's cool. You know what I'm saying? I, that, that's that's almost as good as LL Cool J coming out and saying it. Um, so I respect that. I can't knock it. Joe, you got to do better. You got a black vice president. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So you got to do better. You've you've messed up in this light before, you know, in your interview with Charlemagne saying that, well, uh, tell you what, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. So, you know what I mean? It, which was taken as very offensive, um, which was used as an example how Democrats kind of take the black vote for granted. So, you got to do better, Joe. But do I think he was trying to covertly be racist? No. I just think Joe Biden's old. He's white. Old white man's going to fuck up in that regard sometimes. <laughs> um, have you heard? Crazy Bone. Shout out to Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs of Harmony. He was hospitalized um due to a bleeding artery in his lung you know i mean he went turned himself excuse me uh checked himself into the hospital uh just after feeling you know some pain in his chest and i believe they he started coughing up blood as well um doctors detected a bleeding artery in crazy bones lungs after instructing a cat scan as a result he was immediately operated on and placed on a ventilator um, TMZ reported that Crazy Bone was placed in an induced coma to help with the healing process as the artery is still, uh, bleeding. Um, so that's big, man. Shout out to Bold Dugs and Harmony, one of the biggest groups of, of my lifetime, um, in terms of rap. I'm sure most people know Crazy Bone from the Ride and Dirty collabo that he did with Chameleon Air. Um, just iconic just write songs from bone thugs and harmony you know what i mean they've had songs with tupac and biggie they've had songs with everybody so you know what i mean shout out to crazy man and i believe he's 50 years old which is scary because we have such a high number of, of rappers that from my childhood that that have passed away around 50 you know what i mean so um yeah he looks like he's 50 years old um yeah so thoughts and prayers are with crazy bone um, believe crazy bone in 2016 was diagnosed with sarcoidosis which is characterized as a growth of inflammatory cells um and i believe they can make like lymph nodes on um, found wherever, wherever that may occur within the body so yeah thoughts and prayers man um you just never know and 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 i think the lesson to take from it more than anything is when you feel something going on in your body don't sit down and say it'll go away, don't be afraid to go to the doctor, like, ah, oh, the doctor's gonna give me bad news, yeah, 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 no, you gotta know, information is key, like, whether it's, because we like, think about it, we treat our cars better than we treat our bodies sometimes, right, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, your car has a light come come on, you go to the mechanic right away, you go at least to to uh, AutoZone and, and have them hook it up, <laughs> you know what I mean, and check it out, so it's like, treat your body the same way, you feel something a little, a little funny, let that light go off in your head, call a doctor, go go to urgent care, whatever the, the case may be, don't just sit on it, because so many people die on a daily basis, because they don't act on a hunch, on a feeling, on a, what they, they actually are physically feeling inside of their body, and uh, you know, what I mean, I, I thought some prayers, shout out to Crazy Bone, is for his recovery today, but it could have been rest in peace if he didn't act on it, if he didn't jump, you know, what I mean, to action, so Definitely thoughts and prayers with Crazy Bone. Hope you recover, brother. Hope we see you back on the stage. Cause you definitely got a lot more living to do. Have you heard? If you don't know, there's a strike going on with auto workers in this country. And uh Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, uh former President Donald Trump, presidential candidate Donald Trump, they've all supported the auto workers. But for some reason, Tim Scott, <laughs> the believes, Senator Tim Scott believes. It is not the move. Um, When asked about it, he was asked a question, and he repeats it back to the audience. Would I, as President of the United States, insert myself into this labor dispute? Let me answer the question. Let me answer the first question. I think Ronald Reagan gave us a great example when federal employees decided they were going to strike. He said, you strike, you're fired. Simple concept to me, to the extent that we can use that once again, absolutely. Now, (laughs) that's gotten some, you know, Tim in a little bit of hot water. Uh, United Auto Workers President Sean Fain has filed a National Labor Relations Board complaint against Senator Tim Scott, accusing the South Carolina senator of engaging in unfair labor practices. Um, And it looks like they just wanted to kind of get some press, some bad press on Tim Scott. Obviously, he's not the president. And even if he was the president, he wouldn't have that type of power. Um, But... They say within the past six months, the employees interfered with, restrained, or coerced employees in the exercise of rights guaranteed in Section 7 of the Act. On Monday, September 18th, Tim Scott threatened employees with adverse consequences if they engaged in protected, concerted activity by publicly responding to a question about striking workers as follows You strike, you're fired. Um, Scott blasted back at the UAW saying the UAW is one of the most corrupt and scandal plagued unions in America. They're showing their true colors once again, and auto workers and taxpayers will be left holding the bag. They want to threaten me and shut me up. That doesn't scare me. Tim, I don't know, just why I don't know who gave you that advice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let if people are striking for better conditions. You Gotta let that play out. I don't see any reason why you were getting that. I'm even a little confused why Joe Biden, will getting he's the first president to get himself into a, a labor uh dispute uh, of this nature to, to, to meet with the striking workers to line up on the picket lines with them. So, I mean, even that, I get it, it's a political year, it, you know. What I mean, we had he's running again for, for president, that makes a little bit more sense, but like everybody else, I mean, even but Joe, even Joe knows be on the side of the workers you never take the side of the employers you never take the side of the billionaires like that's crazy <laughs> like it's just nuts and, and why you think that would be a popular move um and also in on this one like i i feel them i feel that you know what i'm saying like said, the conditions haven't changed in like 30 years they've only gotten about a four dollar uh, rate increase for some of these employees they'll never be able to reach a certain window of uh of money to be made um yeah, if they feel they could get it, fight for it. Something I, I mean, I, I'll be real with y'all. I'm, I don't even really understand why teachers don't strike in this country. Like teachers get paid shit, you know what I'm saying? And like, I don't. They take care of your kids on a daily basis. They got to deal with undiagnosed issues in some kids and just all types of stuff. I'm like, yo, pay these teachers. You know, I don't get why the pandemic. They just don't be like, yo, let's just not show up. We will. We can shut down the whole economy of this country by not showing up to teach your kids until we get paid better until we get better benefits until whatever the case may be, but step that pay up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I I'm, I'm, I'm riding with the teachers and they're not even striking. <laughs> I think there's a healthcare uh, strike that might be, might be brewing up this week. I believe, let me double check this. I want to say Kaiser uh, Permanente. Um, they're ready to walk off the job this upcoming week. And, and this could affect about, like, five states, you know what I mean, in, in, in a big way, as well as Washington, D.C. Those states are California, Colorado, Oregon, Virginia, and Washington. So they're all, you know, Kaiser Permanente. I believe it's called the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions. Um, And that's healthcare. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we ain't playing around with that. You know what I'm saying? They're going to figure that out. So it's like, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with at least trying to get better facilities. You know what I mean? You could try and to fail, but. It's worth a try, and I am I will never discourage any employees from not trying to swing the, the bat at that, man. But yo, right now, we're going to switch things up to Perfect Talk Product Talk. If you don't know, that's my small business segment, and this time, it's family in the building. It's my brother-in-law, Chaz Knox, the CEO and founder of Bruno Knox LLC. They are a watch company, and you know what I'm saying? They do a little bit of merch, too, on the side. We'll get into all of that, but make sure you stay tuned perfect talk baby what's good y'all we are back here on perfect talk podcast and this is one of my favorite segments man when i get to chop it up small business owners entertainers anybody running their own thing doing the entrepreneurial spirit and this is called perfect talk product talk and this is a special one, man. I got I got family in the building. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my, my my brother-in-law Chaz Knox. He's in the building, founder and CEO. I want to say of uh, the Bruno Knox LLC. Right. That's
1: right. Absolutely. Absolutely, yo. Thank you for uh, having me on, man. I really appreciate it. You know, my man Flicker uh, got me on the on the Perfect Talk podcast. So we about to uh, light it up for you guys.
0: Hell yeah! Bright and early, two in the morning, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's early for me, but um, how's good? How, how's everything? How's your weekend going, brother?
1: uh we can go on great man i mean we got a little rain and it's a little dreary outside but that don't stop from getting up every morning man you know life is short so we gotta make the most of every minute
0: exactly exactly and i know y'all see us rocking the bruno knox apparel like i said that's my man chaz's brand but chaz let them know exactly what the brand is if we've if given them the elevator pitch you know what i'm saying before we hit the fifth floor and i gotta hop off how are you telling them about the brand
1: Absolutely. So uh, Bruno Knox is a, a premium uh, luxury watch brand. Uh, we sell timepieces. Uh, we have three models that are out right now. Uh, as you see, uh, me and Plicker got on the uh, the Bruno Knox apparel. Uh, that's our merchandise that we have out to just get the name out there and uh, sell the watches and sell the clothing and look cool at the same time. You know, all about the culture. Uh, you know, we, we have our flash with us each and every day. So just kind of bringing that flavor to the brand as well. So Swiss made timepieces, 100 uh, um, percent Swiss made straight from Switzerland uh giving it out to the people and uh looking fly at the same time so uh let's get into it
0: that's fine what what made you want to lean into watches because you know i mean that's a unique brand you know what i'm saying and then especially people uh from our background we don't usually see that you know what i'm saying so what was it right. about watches that caught your eye oh uh, man
1: let me tell you so uh what started out is that it was during covid You know, from the primary job, you know, people started getting, like, let go. You know, companies were shrinking and downsizing and things like that. So I had had some time on my hands, right? And I was figuring out, you know, I've always been a watch guy, always loved watches, always like being able to put something dope on my wrist. So uh, I said, you know, what would it look like to go ahead and do something on my own, right? So first I went down the avenue of saying, like, hey, what other, you know, what brand I want to get? Like, you're looking at your Rolexes, your Mm Breitlings, you know, all these big luxury brands. And uh, there's, there's some kind of denominators that came about that I noticed. And I said, all right. It woke me up in the middle of the night. I popped up and I said, what if I looked down and I saw my own brand on my wrist? What would mm-hmm. that feel like? How would that empower me, right? Mm-hmm. So that took me down a rabbit hole, brother. Like, I couldn't sleep for months, man. It's like I was going down a rabbit hole doing all this research. Yeah. And uh, I got to find out there was there was some, some things that were kind of consistent in every luxury watch brand right and if you don't mind i'll go into that real quick those yeah, yeah don't put me on the game pieces, <laughs> yeah those three point pieces man it was like uh you know it has to be an automatic right what does that like mean when you look at all all, all your major brands oh, they use automatic movements which is like the brains of the watch right mm-hmm. okay. that's what gets it to move so uh you know how in rap lyrics they say you know you talk about you rolling out real if it tick-tocks and all that type stuff Okay. right so the automatic has what's called a sweeping hand right so it kind of sweeps along like this so mm. even though even though it ticks, but it ticks so fast that from the naked eye, you don't really see it ticking.
0: It looks it's like kind a, con- a constant motion.
1: Correct, correct, okay. correct. So, you know, you're only going to get that movement in the automatic. So that's one of the big things that I noticed that a lot of the, the major watch brands had was that the watch had to be an automatic. I'm like, mm. okay. And also it allows you to be in a certain price point too, right? Okay. So I said, okay, cool. Has to be an automatic. Every single brand that's out there that's very popular and, you know, that's just mega, mega luxurious, they all made in Switzerland. So I said, okay, have to do Swiss made, one hundred percent.
0: Right. Now, what's the history behind that? I mean, you might not know, but if you do know, what's the hit Why Switzerland oh. like, why are they the, the, the top dogs about watches? I've wondered that. The reason why that came about, and they almost
1: lost it back in like the late 60s, early 70s. They almost lost it, but I'll go on to Because they didn't want
0: to switch over the battery or something like that. Was it, uh, That's was correct. It? They okay, yeah, yeah, sports. yeah. I don't love, I'm up on game, I'm up on game. Actually, <laughs> yo, bro, you want it, you want it.
1: So hmm. the reason why Switzerland is like uh, so big in it, so think about, you know, when you're thinking about Europe, right? Yeah. Think about all the different things that kind of came about, like when you have like a blacksmith, right? Blacksmith were used to work with iron, right? Mm-hmm. So then when you have people that are working with watches into horology, you know, these people were craftsmen and building clocks, right? Okay. So as they were building clocks and then that that throughout the centuries, as that started to change, it kind of took that same skill set and then put it into wristwatches. And wristwatches wasn't even popular at the time and what actually made it popular to be, you know, unbeknownst to the world probably is that it was a woman that actually made it popular, right? Action, uh, a, of- how'd you make it popular? So they made it like a really, really small clock and mm-hmm. they put some type of uh, uh mechanism on it to be able to wear it on the wrist. So it actually started out with women became very, very popular with men as time went on. Right. Oh, okay. So, uh, it was, it was very, very interesting in that piece, but Switzerland kind of started that with, uh, being able to introduce it to the world as being like the craftsman uh, of being able to build not just the clocks, but then transforming that into building into, into wristwatches, mm. right? So they became like the masters of it, essentially, right? Patrick. So by them being able to do that, then they started being able to sell it worldwide. So they had like a a major foothold on the game in the industry. So all your major brands for uh, wristwatches have a base in Switzerland. Um, so throughout different cities, but all their headquarters are going to point back to Switzerland. Uh, Now, the the funny thing about it, though, is that we just talked about a little bit where they almost lost it. right? Yeah. Uh, 60s, early 70s. And there's a company called Seiko. Right. And a lot of people know the brand. Right. Remember Nas talking about getting Seiko Seiko to uh, Rolex. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Right. So Seiko is Japanese. So I would say that they are the second biggest uh, manufacturers as far as countries are concerned uh, with building uh, timepieces. And then once Seiko came out with Grand Seiko, where they can really compete head to head with the big luxury brands. I mean, it just went out of this world. And Seiko leads a lot in that quartz uh, world. And they do automatics, too. They're they're phenomenal brand. So don't want to discount them in what they're doing. Uh, it's just that theirs is more so, hey, we're going to bring it down to a little bit of a lower price point, mass produce it, which is what they're really good at, right? And then they just blast it all across the world. So they sell millions of these watches, you know, over the course of time in a year.
0: Like, so, like they did with cars. Because Seiko's Japanese, you said, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, gotcha. Same concept, right? Same concept. It's a culture thing, right? Yeah. If we know how to do it. We can. We're gonna try to do it better, right? Mm. So the, when the quartz came out, saying like, "Hey, you can do this. And it's battery operated. You don't have to, you know, change the time. You don't have to manually wind it, and all that stuff." So mm. introducing the battery concept almost put the watch industry in Switzerland out of business altogether, mm. right? Because it became a race of who could put out the first quartz. Seiko just happened to be the first one, right? Mm. Um, and then everybody kind of came after that. And there's some other, you know, variations of you know whether there's like a hybrid, uh, what they call like a mecha quartz. Right, where it's like some of it is battery, some of it is uh automatic, where they kind of combine the two. Uh, so there's some concepts that's fairly a newer technology, but it's been around for you know a decade or two. How you power uh, wait,
0: so if it's not battery power, how you power automatic is that the right, windings so like we, some we, where people do like that sometimes, or there you go, uh, there you
1: okay. go. So with the automatic, right? So you know, do you have the uh the uh the hands on the watch, right? So when you set the time, you have your winder, you have your crown. Right. The crown is just that little piece on the side of the watch that's used to twist and, and yeah, wind yeah, it. Right. Okay. So as you're doing that, when you wind it up, it's kind of tighten up those gears and the springs inside the, the watch to keep it going, just like a traditional clock would. Right. Mm. so That's what gets to the hands to move and all that type of stuff. And there's, there's like hundreds of gears and, and things inside of the uh, movement. Okay. that's going to get the watch
0: to move the hands and keep the time. Got you. Got you. OK. OK put me up on game just now okay (laughs) like a little history right there but um when you while you talking i thought of something so from idea like you know inception of the idea to actually getting it out to something that i can buy as as a customer how long did that process take
1: oh man i mean you know like i said there was some doing a bunch of research there's some sleepless nights i probably spent about oh man um all of 20 like I say, like from March 2020 up until the end of 2020, because I want to do it in a time frame where I released it out in uh, 2021 as a new company. Okay. Uh, that, Those like eight, nine months as I'm going through that period, I was just kind of like doing ideas and concepts and, you know, who to reach out to. Right. So the biggest part was uh, I think the first thought that I had that came about was how come no one else is doing this? Okay. Right. Where, where, where are the black owned watch brands? So I did, a, I started with a Google search, right? Like Google's the best thing ever, right? We don't have to go to the library and look through encyclopedias anymore. No, oh, I stuff, love it.
0: Right? I, I love the Google. I, I can't <laughs> make no excuses no more. We got no, it all right no, there for no,
1: free. Right at your fingertips. So I, I just searched, I said, Hey, black owned, um, Swiss made watch brands. Right. Mm-hmm. And what came up was that there's like about seven or eight, like known black owned watch brands that Pretty much came up and every search I did kind of came up with the same names, Okay. but then when I dig deeper into like their websites and their companies and things like that, I noticed that, oh, these are, these are not Swiss made. Mm. Right. So a lot of times because of course, right. Which is why I figured out why a lot of companies don't do it because the cost is astronomical. Sometimes Okay. Uh, what they'll do is that in order to get, they, if they want to spend more time on like design and things of that nature and say, Hey, well, we don't want to spend so much on the material itself. Uh, where we can still get it out, they may go to China to get it done, right? Because you can get it done at a, at a cheaper cost. You know, mm. Chinese another company that another country that's impressive with mass production of anything. Yeah, exactly, think, right? and everything. So like, exactly. oh, yeah <laughs> everything, right? So yeah. when you think about bootlegging, the first country you think of is like, oh, China's gonna bootleg my stuff, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> very right, yeah, one hundred percent, right.
1: So you know, a lot of companies are uh, are using um, Chinese manufacturers and things like that to produce their uh, their watches and kind of put them out of mass production really quickly
0: they at, a, low, at a, lowers cost production. Oh, to, to to outsource it out to China. Okay, that makes absolutely,
1: sense. Absolutely. And you know what I did? I said, you know, this is why it was so important. I had to make it Swiss made at whatever cost is going to be for me. So the next the next road was uh, the next task was to find a manufacturer. And I was like, well, it has to be someone that does it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a horologist, right? I can't go ahead and get the parts and make a watch myself. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Spend. I mean, it takes thousands of hours to be able to learn that craft, right? To be able to do that. Uh. So you know, just like with any company, if you don't do it yourself. You go hire someone that does.
0: Exactly. You out- <laughs> right. it. Yeah, exactly. Like you just absolutely,
1: said. absolutely. So had to find a manufacturer. And so the first stop was like, hey, I have to go look into some companies in Switzerland as a manufacturer and see who can actually get this done for me. Mm-hmm. And that was the cause of a lot of sleepless nights because it takes you down a lot of rabbit holes. You go through a lot of companies. You're looking at what the cost may be. You're looking at, you know, you talk to different people and, and different things. And uh, you know, you have to think about maybe possibly there could be a language barrier too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know if you're not able to kind of really get on a flight and go there all the time, right? Uh, so you know that was some of the obstacles and some of the challenges that I faced in the beginning. And then once I was able to nail down a manufacturer that was willing to work with me, I got really really lucky in the sense that hey, I was able to do some things by email. I was able to do some things by like how we doing now using technology <laughs> uh, to be able to talk to the manufacturer. Hey, what can you show me uh, using you know websites and things of that nature? Uh, hey, you know what, what's the next step? You know guide me through this. And, you know, they were so great that they were like, hey, we, we got your back. We want you to succeed because you succeeding is us succeeding as well. Okay. So that was a, a really, really good piece. And then, you know, by the time I got to the point, I mean, trust me, throughout the whole challenge, I'm scared to death because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, you start a new business 2 you you're doing a business that's uh, international. Right. So, you know, when I when I went through the process of, you know, we go through the design piece of it. Uh, we do with the, Hey, we got to go through the logo piece of it. You know, what that looked like. I was mm-hmm. able to do the logo piece for the company here locally uh, in the States okay. uh, and came up, gave them the whole concept. So to be honest, I feel like sometimes I might've got jerked on the pricing, right? Because I pretty much gave them the whole idea of what I want it to look like. And then mm-hmm. they kind of gave me what's called the, uh, the vector piece of it, where yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. can take a logo and you can blow it up or shrink it and it doesn't lose its quality and what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. Right. So you know, got a local company to do that for me. And then, so send, send my logo, send my brand information all over to the manufacturer. They come up with a design, you know, I got feedback uh, on what we want it to look like. And then they get the first mock-up. When they send it over, man, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> right, I'm like-
0: Out, of, out of amazement?
1: Yeah, out of amazement. I'm, mm. I'm thinking like, I'm there, I'm there, this is it. <laughs> yeah. And then it became, hey, well, we can put this into production here's the payment that we need, right? <laughs> that's that's so the big that, part. That's the next challenge. That's the next challenge. That's probably one of the biggest challenges is funding, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you continuously get into a space to try to get funding? And, um, you know, I, I talked to, you know, my wife, obviously, your sister. Mm-hmm. And I uh, talked to one of my best friends, uh, uh, my man, Rick. And he's just like, bro, he said, there's going to be some sacrifice. And uh, uh, my friend has been is like a serial entrepreneur. He just cause I had to have that spirit where he feels like, hey, I can't work for anyone. Smartest yeah. whip, I don't like working for nobody. So he does all type of different hustles, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, man, you got to put that investment in yourself. He said, put it on the credit card, man, charge it. Okay. And I was like, what? I don't want to go into debt for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but it does take that level of sacrifice to be able to do it. And just mm-hmm. believing in it that, hey, whatever you start to sell this product, you're going to get that money back to pay back the credit card, right? Exactly, so, exactly. Um, and and that, was, that was the first risk, man, the first chance. And not knowing what's going to come back, but trusting that this manufacturer is 100 with it, right? Knowing that their quality is top notch and all that. So, you touched on something
0: good there. I, I don't even want to brush past It's about like even why actually yeah. how, how the, the distance between the uh idea to making it happen cuz a lot of people get that idea. Like I'm I'm even this personality type where I'm like let's run, let's get it in and let's get it going and they don't realize that once those obstacles come, that's normal. They think, "Oh, all right, this ain't meant for me. This is my sign <laughs> to get out." You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. "No, nah, that's that's the game. And that's what separates the, the the men from the boys, the wolves from the sheep is like you're going to have to know that that's part of it. Uh, another thing you touched on was the investment, putting up money first. You got to make money to, to excuse me, spend money to make money. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to put yourself in over the top debt because, you know what I'm saying? You want to like any gamble, you want to mitigate your risk. But, you know, what sure. I'm, at some point you're going to have to know that, yo, this, I'm taking a chance on me. I'm betting on me. And, and we, we help other people achieve their dreams and goals every day. Every day, by going to work. Let's give that same energy to ourselves. Let's get that same belief in ourselves. So I didn't want to brush past that too, too fast. Not to cut up your story, my fault. My fault. And, and <laughs> no, no, no
1: worries. And that's the thing we can spend all day talking about that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we when we think about it, we go to our nine to five jobs each and every day. But that's also providing income that why well, are you helping this person that owns this big company, their dreams? Spend some time, whether it's on the weekends or at nights or whatever, That you put a little piece aside of yourself that you can kind of go towards what your dreams are. Mm -hmm. Using the income that you get from your nine to five, plugging it into your business, and hopefully that, you know, that pans out. And even if, because, you know, the biggest thing is regret, right? So you don't want to, like, leave this earth at some point or you're, you know, you get to a point where you feel like you're too old to do something and you say, you know what, when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, I should have did this and Mm -hmm. I didn't do it and I regret that. So, you know, that's one of the other things that I said that kept me up at night during the pandemic. And it was just like, I got, right now, I got all the time in the world. This is, this wouldn't have, I always talked about having my own business mm-hmm. and this was just the best time to do it. And it's like, I can do all the research I have without being sidetracked from mm. a nine to five job um, and just kind of diving in and, and, and getting and, it.
0: it and think of the irony of that, right? That the, the pandemic is put us in a situation where it's like, yo, set up an entrepreneurial thing because your job might just be like, yo, don't come in don't don't show up no more you know what i'm saying the, right. the world's different now so set that that safety net up for yourself like you said if you put a little bit in it's like you would have been good you know what i'm saying you'd have had you know what I mean? if the, when the pandemic hit so use that as a as a stepping stone history repeats itself so don't be caught out asked out when it happens again you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> put that investment in yourself take like 10 percent each day you know what i'm saying to build that up
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely and then you know obviously it's a um we talked about basically being diligent right because it's, it's going to take that that internal fortitude to kind of keep going day by day Mm -hmm. it's definitely there's days i don't feel like it i don't feel like trying to do content i don't want to feel like uh looking for new material or new products or new anything right uh is there a new colorway i want to look at is there a new uh metal i want to look at is there uh, another manufacturer that i need to contact right because right now i have all my eggs in one basket working with one manufacturer i love them but what if what if they go belly up Mm -hmm. right and now I got to find another manufacturer so just kind of putting that homework in to kind of stay ahead of the game too is is part of it exactly. so you know what I say to everybody that's 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 listening and watching is that you know just keep one step at a time don't you know don't kind of fall into that paralysis by analysis which I fell into a lot in the beginning right mm. and even before starting a company is that you go through all the different pieces of how to do it for so long and it's just running around in your mind and you never take one step doing anything. <laughs>
0: mm. Now I know <laughs> right? a lot of people that, that suffer from that.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, mm. you know, by doing this, I mean, the pandemic before, I mean, cause there's so many things that you have to do before the, the product actually launches, right? Mm. So I was able to find a platform to get the, uh, so started with the logo, found a platform to do the uh, domain name, right? Mm-hmm. Building the website, I didn't hire anyone else to do that for me because now you can pretty much do it. And now, with uh, like Chad GPT, they can actually do the whole website for you, mm-hmm. which I wish I, they had in 2020 where I could do it that way. It would save me a lot of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now it's right. good because now you know the game. Now you can help someone build this. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So And now you absolutely. got a new skill.
1: So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, spun, spin that off into another thing, right? Mm-hmm. So now there's, there's little knots nice Consulting, right? Where if someone wants some advice, uh, you know, I, I don't publicize it a lot, but, you know, I help my, my, my little sister uh build a website, build a company, get a logo, you know, do all that stuff for her. And you know, yeah. charge a small fee to do it, but you know, for anyone else, you know, I'm gonna have to hike that price up, right? Because, but the, uh, but the
0: it's such a key thing. Yeah, but but <laughs> yesterday's price is not today's price. I hear that brother. But no, it's such yeah. a key thing that holds people back. It's like they'll be like, I got the idea, but where I'm gonna get the logo at? Where am I gonna get the merch at? Where am I gonna get but just to have those answers for them and that resource for them, people will pay top dollar for that. Why not? Hell yeah. It, Absolutely it, like you know, you do. If I did
1: all the work up front, right, and I can give it to you in a minute, right? That just cut months of your time out. You and chat GPT hey, hey, now, bro. you AI. <laughs> you know, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's it. So that's,
0: that's fire. Uh, continue
1: progression, bro. That's it, man. One step at a time, and try not to get yourself overwhelmed with you know all the obstacles because they're gonna be there, yeah, right? Yeah. But, oh, I mean, this is other stuff too. Like you know, like I said before, you even putting out the product, you know, registering your business with the state. Right. The, the secretary of state for, for whatever state that you're in, getting that all registered, that's going to cost some money. Uh, right. And then um, having your name doing uh, there's some free things like getting your EIN, which is your employee identification number. That's free. Right. People may think that that costs Is It doesn't. Go to IRS uh, website, mm-hmm. IRS.gov. Go ahead and order, you know, get it stuff taken care of. Once you have it registered with the state, boom, you get it in within minutes. And that's <laughs> right? all right.
0: That's so fire to have someone that looks like us to know that information because it's been held back from us for so long. So like just to just to be a resource to you saying it out here, somebody that looks like you is like, oh, okay. I can make that phone call. I can make that Google search. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's it's really good to see that. And we're going we gonna to go to the positive in a second because I know we keep dwelling on the negative. But what advice do you have? Because I know you might have started the business and put something out or and then they didn't get the response at first. Or you might make a post on social media. It don't get the views. It don't get the likes. So I, <laughs> I put a lot of stuff out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I say, well, what I do, I got to be a little bit crazy to do it because it's like, if you're not a little insane, you're not going to be able to deal with the shit not popping at the beginning you know what i'm saying (laughs) a lot of people can't deal with that and then they friends and family seeing it and all that so you know i mean they 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 feel they get in their own head about it so what advice do you give somebody if it's you don't get that sale the first day you know i mean you you launch the business you told everybody about it and now it's kind of slow how'd you deal with that Oh man! So, so first of all, like the things that we talked about, I don't want to say
1: that it's negative, but it's definitely like the steps that you got to go through, challenges that you got to overcome. It's not
0: the happy thing. parts. It's not the happy. It's parts. not the happy
1: part, right? That's <laughs> the yeah. fun, part that everybody sees on social media, right? Exactly. So, um, what, what what keeps me going with it is right. So you you put it out uh, first. You know, you got to spend your time doing a great design um, or what you want to put out of social media, whatever platform you're using, IG, Facebook, whatever. And uh, you know, in your mind, you're thinking it's fire, right? Like, oh, I put this together. This looks great, and you put it out there. And you, like you said, you don't get the response that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just trying to get it out in front of as many people as possible. You can't let that deter you. You just have to keep putting out the content until until it pops, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, I think so many times we see the people that become what we think is an overnight success, right? They get like, you know, they put out their first, you know, post or reel or live or whatever. They get a million followers and all mm-hmm. these views and, and all that type of thing. But, you know, you have to understand, like, what's the percentage of the people that get that to happen, right? You're probably talking about, Maybe one to five percent of the people out there that can get that done in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't know what they did behind the scenes to get that to happen.
0: Or how so, they're gonna sustain it. You know what I mean? Is it or how they gonna drop, sustain it? Dropping the bucket make, or is it a one-time thing? You know what I mean? So yeah, maybe
1: like vanilla ice, you know, ice ice baby, one hit one day, boom, you, then you're out of here. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I think a lot of us will take the one-hit wonder right if it's gonna make us a millionaire.
0: <laughs> you can live off the residuals, right? you know what I mean? Absolutely, but, yeah. and yeah. uh, you touched on something too. When you put it out on one platform, if it don't pop. There's another platform. Like, there's another platform. I always got caught up in the all my friends is on this one. And you start really <laughs> thinking the world is that big. You forget how big right. the world is. There's strangers on the other side of this planet that will rock with what you got out. You know what I'm saying? But they got, they you got to be out there for them to see you. They're not going to see Absolutely. you. I mean, you have to think there's,
1: there's billions of people on the planet, right? Billions, right? You don't need that many people to be able to not just watch your stuff or just see it or or like your post. I mean, that's cool. But you only need probably a small, small percentage or a small amount of people to really just purchase your product to get it to take off.
0: Converting right? the customers, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I broke that down, right? So that's another thing that you probably wanna do, you know, in any business, if you're selling a product that is. Calculate to say, hey, how much money do I wanna make in a year, mm. right? How many products do I need to sell in a week, in a month, in a year to get to that dollar amount, right? And then of that dollar amount, how much of that is going to be profit? You know, how much of that do I need to re-up and put back in the business to buy more products, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So kind of doing that kind of like basic math, people think it's harder than what it is, but, you know, it's, it's, it's more so being consistent and always keeping your eye on the ball with it. But, you know, figuring that part out, once you have it, you're done with it. It's not like you got to, you know, reinvent the wheel saying you just kind of scale it. Right. So why, you why do you think big. that's so
0: important, though? I've, I've heard many business owners say that same thing. Make a number that you want to hit for the next 12 months or, or the next five years. Why Why do you think that's so important? And, and why do some people neglect to do that?
1: Yeah, I think it's important just to kind of keep your your eye on the prize and one to kind of set realistic goals. OK, because I think everyone has the big lofty idea to say, hey, I want to be a millionaire." Right. You know, of course, a million today is not what a million was back in the day. Right. Very but true. at the same time, at the same time, with all the technology, it does make it a little easier to obtain, but make it like so I'm not saying, I'll, hey, my first month, I want to make a million dollars. Right. It's like, all right, that might be a little unrealistic, Chaz, that that, that may not be what, what it is, but maybe you start off with saying, hey, maybe I want to sell one watch a week. Mm, right. Okay. Maybe I start off with one watch a month. Right. And keep putting out content until it happens. And then it starts to snowball. Right. Maybe you get family and friends first and then you start getting some strangers. Then you start looking at, hey, where did those strangers come from? What state are they in or what country are they in? Oh, maybe I can cater to them, right? Is there a little community that's going to support me in the way that I need it to be to kind of make this pop? So it's it's important to do that because, you know, you hear so often that a lot of businesses fail within the first year or two, mm-hmm. right? So it's important to kind of keep going and making sure that, you know, you kind of taking the right steps so that way you don't fail, but then find those people, that community, those businesses, whatever that it is that can support you right, through the time to kind of keep you going. So uh, I, ha- I have another brother-in-law, uh, Clarence, and uh, he said the, ma- the first thing he said to me when I started the business, and actually, he pro- I think I- if I remember correctly, he bought the very first watch. Okay. And he said, he said look, he said, I don't care what happens, don't stop. He said, do not stop this brand. Do not stop what you're doing. He said, I don't care if you ain't selling nothing ever again. Do not stop it, right? Because you just never know when it's going to pop off, right? I and think that's now, the key I- to
0: most people failing. They, they stop right before they're about to hit that finish line yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. you know and uh in my everyday job uh we, we do direct sales where we knock door to door right okay. so i'm a manager in that space with a, with a telecom company and one of the scenes that we have is knock one more door right that might be ready one do you don't want to do it that may be the one you may not have had a sale all day long you knock one more door you might meet the nicest people they're trying to buy everything from you mm-hmm. but you wouldn't know unless you knock that door mm. right so it's, uh, it's, it's very important to make sure that you, you, know, you kind of map out where you want to go, where you want to be, be realistic, and then just take those steps. It could be baby steps or they could be large, huge jumps, but just kind of keep going forward and don't like you're not in a race with everyone else. I think that's what social media kind of messes it up for us, right? They think we're in a race with everyone because you see someone popping and, oh, they did this and they did that, but, you know, why can't I do it? But you can do it, but you're not going to do it on their time schedule, right? You're going to mm-hmm. do it on your time schedule so you know as i'm doing this now you know maybe this doesn't blow up and maybe i don't become rich from it or or maybe if i do maybe i'm not even allowed to see it right Mm -hmm. right so that's another thing that that we talked about studying right research you you know month one month two starting a business i looked at all the brands right like you know you look at your luxury brands your gucci's your louis you know christian louboutin all these guys right Mm -hmm. a lot of them the creators and the founders of these businesses, these ones that's been around for 100 years, 200 years, whatever. The initial person that founded the company wasn't the one that blew it up
0: dead go on by the time it was popping.
1: No, they were gone. Yeah. They were yeah. gone. Right. So it was their son, their grandson, their granddaughter, whoever mm-hmm. that got it to be the, the brands that we know today that everyone loves and probably everyone has in their house somehow. Right. Uh, whether it's a a T shirt, a, a pen, a belt, a shirt, whatever, right? You have something of that even artwork.
0: Of even most artists aren't appreciated till they die. So the, yeah. right? Right.
1: So, to me, when I said what I said to myself was, even if I'm not the one that's going to benefit from this, which also plays into the name, right? So obviously, the, the way the name came about, Bruno Knox, is, is my wife's maiden name, uh, and it's my last name, and we put it together, and in that way, if I'm not here, or my wife's not here to to benefit from it the kids are there to benefit from it. Legacy. And then maybe, the, maybe the kids' kids, right? So mm-hmm. it only makes sense that, you know, and obviously, you know, the, the logo looks dope too. It looks cool. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I study that, right? Right. When you look at Gucci, they got the two Gs. Mm-hmm. Look at L- Louis Vuitton, they got the LV, right? So Bruno they got the BK, right? So coming up with a logo that's not already out there in production with, you know, there's plenty of companies that have BK. You got Burger King, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but coming up with something that you don't see all the time and put it in a way where other people can see it. So. All that plays a part of of taking those steps and and trying to do as much as you can to put you in the right spot, because you never know, like as this is built, someone else may come along and say, you know what, I like this idea. I want to invest in you. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, you know what, you got something good going and you're just like this far away from that scale part that we were talking about earlier. And now we want to get it to a mass amount of people that can be able to buy your product and support your brand and that sort of thing. So. Nah, that's lit, um,
0: bro. That's I I love what you're doing, and and something I'll even tell you is like I love the I, as much as you do the watches, keep doing that because that's heavy. And that's that's where it's at but keep putting the apparel out, man. I love the apparel. I love seeing it. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I'll always rock it here on Perfect Talk Podcast. Definitely to show as much love as I as I possibly can. You know what I mean? But um, let the people know. Let them know the website. Let them know where they can find oh, you at. Let let them know all. Absolutely, that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, the website
1: is www. If you still want to d- drop that in, brunoknox.com, <laughs> right? All spelled out, B-R-U-N-O-K-N-O-X.com. Y'all can see right? it right
0: there below on the YouTube. Go
1: check that out. Absolutely. So we're also available on your social media platforms at, at Bruno Knox LLC. So that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. So uh, you can actually go to those platforms and buy the product from there. Uh, I definitely recommend coming directly to the website, right? Because you never know what type of deal you're going to get. So, uh, as we go throughout the year, actually, you know, going through uh, DJ Playboy, right? Actually, he's going to hook you up, guys, up. So, anyone that is watching this video and you'll have it set up where we have a discount code where you get 10% off uh, for being a new customer going through the platform and right. checking it out, right? You have so, it right
0: there, right below. You know what I mean? Let, let them check, let, go check it out. Put in that, uh, I think Perfect Talk was the promo code we went with, if I'm not mistaken, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, so, so yeah. if I had to check out on Perfect Talk, how much? Uh, they, how much they not, get with that I, perfect talk? With the perfect talk hookup, ten percent, ten percent, fifteen percent. What, they, always, get? 10%, always, 10%, always. 10%, what they get? Ten percent, ten percent.
1: We're going to hook you with ten percent off. Uh, you know, discount call for uh, all the viewers and watchers uh, for perfect talk. So you know, Ryan, talk, it's,
0: I mean, we just ten percent, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like we just watches, so you know what I'm saying? Ten percent is a nice little chunk off of that. You know what I'm talking about? So
1: absolutely mm-hmm. so right now we're doing the, the discount codes on the uh, on the watches not checking out the apparel yet uh but that, that could be something else that's coming soon too as we as we look to expand the uh the catalog okay. uh, so right now we have three models i mentioned that a little earlier too so we have our our, our bruno nazi atlantic blue right okay. which i'm rocking today i don't know how much you can get that but you know check it out
0: that's fine stainless steel yeah, <laughs>
1: oh, show crystal. them the
0: detail one more time. Show them the detail. Let them see the bottom of that. I like the the, the insignia at the bottom. You know, ooh, that's yeah. fire, bro. <laughs> that's yeah, nice. So I you got the
1: little light on there. So you got the got the little knots on the on the clasp. Okay. Uh, sapphire crystal, stainless steel. These are all the things that we talked about. Luxury watch brands have I made sure that it's uh, Swiss made as well with the movement and 100% produced in Switzerland. So when it's manufacturing comes over to the states, gotta pay, gotta pay the taxes on it too, right? Gotta get through customs. So that's mm. another piece mm. <laughs>
0: but, and then there was there uh, was yeah, two was uh, there was two other knocks two, two other watches you told me about it was the atlantic blue and then uh
1: right the they, uh, the atlantic black so okay. if you if you like black or if you got gear that kind of goes with the black color a lot so we got that and then we also have the uh the ambiance blue right so it has a calf a brown calf letters uh band uh with the uh the blue dial uh stainless steel uh face as well with sapphire crystal so if you like a, a more everyday watch where you don't like it to, to shine as much with the stainless steel we do have a leather band option as well for you
0: that's fire bro that's fire man yo thank you so much for coming on today chas go check out the bruno knox brand you know what i'm saying not only because he's a dope brother but because that's family perfect talk you know what i'm saying <laughs> we gotta show love we also gotta support black businesses i love what you're doing it's something i want to showcase and just i love people that look like me doing fly things I want to do. And I think the youth out there need to see more of that. So thank you so much for, you know what I mean, giving us some time today and telling the people what you do out here, Chaz.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My man, DJ Playboy, my brother, I love you. Thanks so much for having me on your platform. And uh, keep doing what you're doing too, man. You know, we always there to support each other, man. And, you know, black owned businesses and just, you know, we got we to gotta support each other, love on each other. And um, because that's, that's how we're going to make it. That's how we're going to sustain. So uh, kudos to you as well, brother. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Chaz, we up out of here, man. Say goodbye to the people. All right. See you later, people. 10% off, Brunox.com. Come see me. Peace. Later. Perfect Talkers, we are back, man. Thank you for watching the Perfect Talk product talk segment that we had today. And thank you for watching the episode. I appreciate y'all rocking out with us, man. Uh, you can find your boy DJ playboy on X at DJ playboy. You can find me on Instagram at click a P Z P L I C C A P E E Z Y also follow perfect talk podcast on Instagram at perfect talk radio check out the website www.perfecttalkpodcast.com every episode of the perfect talk podcast right up there. On there, also you can find every episode of the perfect talk podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, you know what I mean? Shout out to everybody rocking with us on YouTube. Go check us out if you're not on there. Make sure you leave a comment, make sure you like, make sure you hit the notifications, you know what I mean? We are holding it down for y'all. And I did say I was going to shout out, you know, saying some good comments. And this one is no different. This one's a dope one. It comes from 0723 Trinity. And it was on the episode where we were talking about Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, you know they wrote a letter for Danny Masterson and uh, it got leaked and then they had to apologize. Go 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 check it out. So the comment was, "Oh please. We all have shitty friends and the family asked them. The letters are not public record. They are for the judge to read and get a glimpse of who the person was in the eyes of friends and family." Ashton and Miller are talking about the guy they knew grow up. I can't knock it, you know what I mean? Like I said, I I, I might have made that same mistake too, you know, if I was them. Just because, I, and I think a lot of people would. Just people look out for their friends. But thank you 0723 Trinity for hopping in the comments. Y'all go out there, make sure you leave a comment. And you might get showcased on a future episode of the Perfect Talk podcast, man. Also... What are we watching nowadays, man? Nothing but football. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> I've been heavy into football. It's been that season. Um, shout out to the Miami Dolphins, too, man. Dropped a seventy banger on these dudes, man. Dropped a seventy banger on Russell Wilson's head. <laughs> they beat the the Broncos seventy to twenty. Um I believe that was one of the that was the highest total from one team scored. Since 1966. Come on, Denver. <laughs> you got them setting records on y'all like that. But yeah, I've I n- never seen nothing like that. Miami's looking like a beast this year. But you know, I'm still rocking with my bills. That whole AFC looking kind of crazy. Um, you know, we got to get Aaron Rodgers out of there now. We got to figure something out about Miami, because they looking like beast over there, but, uh, yeah, man, it's all I've been rocking with, just rocking with some football, you know what I mean, um, I got some new music coming out for y'all, so make sure y'all stay tuned, and I'm just gonna keep holding it down, man, it's your guy, DJ Playboy, I'm up out of here, spread love, it's the Brooklyn way, and I'll catch y'all next week, peace.